My Mom's Podcast is brought to you by Cure International. Cure heals kids. And then they tell them about Jesus. Find out more at my mom's website. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and then click on Cure. Hashtag thanks for listening. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talk to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is This is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Okay, so it's Chad Prather. It's like world-renowned. People talk about him. People watch him. It's Chad Prather. It's mind, It's almost mind-blowing, Lisa. It honestly, <laughs> how, how big I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I did see some sort of thing online where it was like the best of Chad Prather or the stories behind the stories. And I'm like, yes. wow, what's going yes. on now? Well, I am fortunate to have a business manager who is also a television producer. So we, uh, we went into the studio and we were able to create a DVD um, that kind of gives some backstory to the videos and also does some of the follow-up to some of the more popular videos. But we took 12 of the most popular ones, and we, we've got the video in there, which, of course, you can get the videos online for free, but you can't get me talking about it. And that's the entertaining <laughs> part of the video. So we, it was, it's, it's a pretty fun deal because normally you see me with an iPhone in the truck, and it's low budget, obviously no budget, uh, <laughs> low production, that kind of thing. But... Uh, this is a professionally produced deal, and it looks really, really good. So people get to see me kind of in a in another element. It's fun. So you may know Chad from TV. You may know Chad from his um, his video rants that you can find at watchchad.com. You got I mean, that's it. That's just inviting stalkers. It my, really my is. My domain is watchchad. <laughs> it's just like, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. Here's my address. Here's the yeah. here are the um. I went to the store recently, <laughs> and I bought blockout curtains for the bedroom. Just for that reason, because Good I never reason. know, Good you know, I don't know who's looking in, but <laughs> I get the weirdest messages every single day. I, no I, doubt. It, it, social media has created a cultural monster uh, corporately and collectively in people. I don't know. I, I think that it's that now people have a voice and historically people didn't right. have that broad of a voice. Exactly. They didn't have that opportunity to say something for that many people to hear you at once. And now mm-hmm. they've taken advantage of it right? and they abuse it. So we have the keyboard warriors and a lot of people honestly are well-meaning, well-intentioned, but everybody's an expert. Everybody's a philosopher. Everybody <laughs> knows better than you. And everybody <laughs> feels the need to correct you and tell you how you can do it better. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you block out camp curtains. You get that the blackout curtains. That is the world we live in. <laughs> so, um, so you know him from Facebook, or you know him from Twitter, or you know him from his website, or you know him from TV, or maybe you've seen him do stand up. You know, but I just wanted to take this week, especially Chad. If we were going to talk, I just thought, you know, I want the cowboy to c- kind of open up a little bit about what your heart is feeling whenever you're approaching Easter. I mean, I would love to just hear some thoughts about your relationship with the Lord or whatever you feel like sharing today. Well, first of all, I can't believe it's already Easter. Right? I can't believe that we're this far into 2016. I know. And it's our, yesterday was Christmas. I know. Literally yesterday, Lisa, you and I were having a conversation about what Christmas means to me. And now we're talking about Easter. 
I know. It's like kind of sped up or something. You know, a long time ago, I kind of adopted this philosophy that every Sunday needs to be treated like Resurrection Sunday. So we have Easter 52 times a year in my mind. It is a celebration day. It's a Lord's Day. And it's a day of celebration where we celebrate new life. But, of course, that one time out of the year where we look at Easter and... It is the big celebration. It is, you know, we say people darken the door of the church two times a year, Christmas and Easter. And Easter is the big one. Everybody comes. And it is a recognition and a celebration of of not only new life, but the ultimate life, which is the resurrection of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, and I tell you, you may not know this or not, but I used to teach New Testament Greek, college-level New Testament Greek. And so I'm a real <laughs> big fan I know as there's a cowboy hat throws you <laughs> off, but there's, I'm a big fan of the original languages and every year I try to remind myself of a little lesson. And that is from John 20 when Peter and John, of course, Jesus disciples encountered the empty tomb for the first time. And in John 20, it says that Peter and John ran to the tomb and that John looked inside. He saw the linens lying there. There was no body. And it says he saw it. Didn't know what to think of it. Peter, it says, ran on into the tomb, and he saw the empty, uh, the linens lying there, no body. And then it says, John looked again, and he saw and believed. So in those three verses, the word saw or look is used three different times. It's three different Greek words. The first time when John looked in the tomb, it says when he saw, that Greek word is blepo. It means just to take a quick glance. Okay. When Peter looked in... The word is theoreo. We get our English word theory from that, which means Peter looked in and he began to question. He began to theorize what had happened. Yeah. And then it says John looked in again and he saw and believed. And the word therefore saw is the word iden. We get our word idea from that. So John got the idea. So we go from, (laughs) there's three ways to look at the resurrection, three ways. You can take a casual glance at it. That is that first word where you just look at it and eh, you slough it off and figure you'll deal with the reality of Jesus later on in life. Then you've got that theory that I call it a critical look. People question it. They try to figure it out, but they never really come to a place of faith by looking at it. So from a casual glance to a critical look, then what John had was that convincing gaze into the tomb. It's that that he got the idea. He saw it and he believed. And so I always encourage myself, how am I looking at the resurrection right now? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. a it is a casual thing? Is my is my faith in Christ just a casual experience? Or am I, you know, am I questioning back and forth? Sometimes we have that crisis of faith and we get a little bit critical. Or am I looking at Jesus and his life convincingly so that my faith is being restored and strengthened every day? So that's what Easter means to me. You know, it's just an opportunity to take it, just to do a little spiritual checkup every year. And so where am I, you know, when I look at the empty tomb? And so that's good. That's good. I like what you started with, too. I like everything you just said. And that thing that you started with where you say, and I've thought this, like, why do we make such a big deal uh, once a year? Right. Because if you've had the third look, and he's right. become everything to you, then every single day is yeah. Jesus. Every single day is he's alive. Every single day is he's my risen Savior. Every single day. 
Well, it is. And, and you know, uh, the Apostle Paul says that if, if the spirit of him who lives in you that raised Christ from the dead, then he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through him who dwells in you. That is a daily experience. That is a daily resurrection experience. That is a life experience. That is God literally breathing the breath of life into you. And as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if the resurrection is not true, then we're all fools. Yeah, we're idiots. We're yeah. morons. What are we doing? So it's it's one of those things where if I don't daily recognize it, breathe it in, embrace it, then it's going to change everything because it affects not only how I look at my future and my destiny and my eternal life, but it also it affects my conversation. It affects my uh, conscience. It affects my daily outlook, my attitude. And I can go on and on with that. Sure. And we all need that, Chad. We need that realignment every day. You need it. I need it so that we don't ever get off and forget. And it just becomes just a glancing thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus is my savior. Or it just becomes, you know, that's really why I have the show. The show right. is about <laughs> thinking about God on a deep level because right. I feel like there's a lot of intelligent people, a lot of intelligent people who have not even considered Christ. They haven't looked, right. they've just glanced. And there's a lot of people who are so religious and I don't know, stymied and rules and hatred and weirdness. Sure. They don't know the breath, the breath of life. And so I just want to take at least 10, 15, 20 minutes a day to kind of say, I just want to think about him. I want to deeply think about him. What you said there is, is, is absolutely on point. When you have that type of faith, it eradicates religion. And when I say religion, I mean it in that, in that rules and regulations form. It eradicates it from your life. I am the least religious person in the world by that definition. I am the most relational person. In the world, I love people. I love to have that relationship. And, you know, I don't approach my wife with a list of rules and regulations. You know, can I get near to you now? Can I, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's that, <laughs> there's that, there's that atmospheric presence. I know based on our relationship how I can approach her. I don't have to do a checklist in order to get near her or to communicate with her or to have a conversation with her because that is the life that lives within the relationship. And that's the same way it is we that's approach good. God. That's good. Sometimes, sometimes, and this is true, you know, this is true, and I won't get into this, but sometimes it would be easier if we could have a checklist, (laughs) both in personal relationships and in our faith. Sometimes it would be easier. The problem is, and and Paul reiterated this over and over in the New Testament, that is the power and glory of grace, is, is you live in frustration because you never measure up to the checklist. You can never meet all the requirements. And so, you know, sometimes we think it's easier to have a checklist. Problem is we fail at every point. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, if you're hanging over a cliff and let's say you're holding on to a chain and you're hanging over, over a cliff and that chain is made up of, I don't know, 10 links and one link breaks. Guess what? The whole chain is worthless. You're going to fall. And, I, you know, you take, for instance, the Ten Commandments. That's why Paul says, hey, look, or, or James said it. James said, hey, look, if I attempt to keep the entire law, but yet I fail at any one point, I've basically broken it all. And so thank God we don't have to deal with a checklist. No, no. We want that. We think we want that. Like, what are the rules so I can be perfect? But what we want is a living, breathing. I want this in my marriage. I want this in my friendships. I want this I want this with my relationship with Jesus. It's a living, breathing, alive, dynamic, 
personal. It's good. There's bad. It's all there. It's messy. It's beautiful. It's life. But we'd rather keep it clinical and like, let me be perfect and give you my list list of rules. And that's why it's called Life with Lisa. Because <laughs> it's messy and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good, Chad Prather. You've given me a, a, a lot to think about. You've given us all a lot to think about. So he's not just a cowboy. He used to teach Greek. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. I, I can still parse a verb. <laughs> You're just an interesting dude. So what are you doing next? If people want to find you, like legally find you. I head down to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I head down to Austin, Texas tomorrow. I'm at Rodeo Austin. I'm down there with some of my sponsors, uh, Rank Rodeo. And then uh, we've got a show Saturday night right here in Fort Worth, which is rare because I don't normally get to have too many shows that aren't on the road somewhere. So my good pal and brother, uh, Cooper Wade's coming up and, and we're going to have a show and and then, uh, then I'm going to take a little downtime next week and just spend it with my kids. Good. And I'm looking forward to that. Good. Post-Easter. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You should do that. All right. So watchchad.com if you want to watch some of his rants. Some of them have been watched. I mean, he's been seen millions of times. I mean, it's just crazy. Just him and his brain. <laughs> <People I'll, laughs> I <like> apologize, <laughs> world. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Hashtag thanks for listening. Happy Easter, Chad. Thank you for you talking too, to You too, Lisa. Me. Thank you. It's always good to talk to you.